If you're able to remain standing, do so and take your copies of God's Word and turn with me to John chapter 10. John chapter 10, we'll begin our reading at verse 1 and read tonight through verse 10. Hear now the word of God, it is infallible, it is inerrant, it is God speaking to us. So let us pay close attention. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The grass withers and the flower fades away, but the word of our God endures forever. You may be seated. Last Sunday evening we finished up with John chapter 9. We saw in that whole chapter at the beginning how Jesus healed a man born blind. And how that did not sit well with the Pharisees because Jesus had done that on the Sabbath. And last week we, we saw and heard again of the Pharisees' reproach of the man that was born blind. They excommunicated him from the synagogue. And Jesus was gracious to that man again and found him. And, and we heard the man's testimony of Christ. We saw the compassion of our Lord and, and the man's faith. In Jesus. And tonight we come and Jesus tells us the very important truth that He is the door to life. Now, as we think of the church, we need to understand that the importance of sound doctrine cannot be too strongly insisted on. There are Christians, or those who would call themselves Christians today, they will say this, don't give me doctrine, but give me Jesus. They say, don't give me a bunch of of theological terms, just give me what I I want to hear, those things that that will make me feel good about myself. Some will say, do not give me a sermon, give me a a mini lecture with one point and a poem. But what many fail to realize is that this thinking is, is an error. Especially the fundamentals of Christianity. And, and it leads to the, to the destruction of Christianity. And so how does the church keep unsound doctrine and practice out of her midst? 
Well, the first way we know is to have the Word of God, the Holy Scriptures, as the church's only rule of faith and practice. And that is very important for us to understand. We, we go to the Word of God. We, we argue from Scripture. We let Scripture interpret Scripture. We believe what God has said to us in His Word. But the second way is what Jesus shows us here this evening. To have true shepherds who serve the church, but who in turn serve the good shepherd, Jesus. Now the sheepfold that Jesus speaks of stands for the church. It did so in Jesus' day and our day as well. The sheep are the true people of God who listen to the voice of the good shepherd. The door by which to enter into that covenant community of God's people is only through Christ. And so who are the shepherds of Christ's church today? They are the elders. We know this is later in Acts chapter 20. Paul, as he spoke to the elders of Ephesus, he said this in verses 28 and 29. Therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock, among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to shepherd the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departure... Savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. John Calvin said this, No plague is more destructive to the church than when wolves ravage under the garb of shepherds. And so tonight there are three things I want us to see from our text. And the, the first is this, false shepherds are destructive to the church. And we see this in verses 1 and 10. In verse 1, Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you. Now, who is Jesus saying this to? Well, the antecedent of the you is found in the Pharisees of the previous chapter. The occasion of this word from Christ was the excommunication of the man that was born blind who had been healed by Jesus. And the Pharisees, they believed themselves to be the true shepherds of the people of God. As we saw last week, they held to the law of Moses. They took the law of God as given to Moses and they thought they were the shepherds of that law. And so what was their problem? Well, they added to that law to make a new law, which was not from God, but solely from man. And so Jesus directs this to, to them. And he says, He who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. False shepherds come into the sheepfold by illegitimate means. And what is the only way, the legitimate way into the sheepfold? It is through the door. As we hear tonight, Jesus is that door. But the false shepherd, he does not come in by the door. He may come in by climbing over the wall. Now, what did a, a sheepfold in, in Palestine look like? Well, each village had a large sheepfold, which was the common property of the native farmers. This sheepfold was protected by a wall some 10 to 12 feet high. And when night fell, a number of different shepherds would lead their flocks up to the door 
of the fold. And, and the, the flocks would pass through that door, leaving them in the care of a, of a porter while they, they went home and, and sought lodging. And at the door, that porter laid on the ground to guard throughout the night. He was ready to protect the sheep against thieves and robbers or wild animals that might try to come and take away the sheep. And so Jesus tells us, tells us tonight, false shepherds are like thieves and robbers. They come into the sheepfold some other way. One commentator said this, all who claims to be caring for God's flock but who do not enter into the sheepfold through the door, which is Christ Himself. All, in other words, who hold out before men and women the prospect of a higher and better life apart from the necessity of redemption through the blood of Jesus are deceivers, spiritual charlatans, depriving men of the salvation that might be otherwise that might otherwise be theirs. And so that's what a false shepherd does. He comes to destroy. Verse 10, we see the goal of those false shepherds. The thief that comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus tells us that He came that they may have life and have it abundantly. What are the goal of false shepherds? To steal the sheep away from the shepherd. To take them away. And Satan loves nothing more than for a false shepherd to come and take away from the church uh, those who once previously made a profession of faith in Christ. But it doesn't stop there. Ultimately, they, they want to kill the sheep. To destroy them. And so Satan sends his false shepherds even to the church to try to lure the, the sheep away. But we... We know that the, those who are true sheep and not goats, they cannot be lured away from their shepherd. So we see and hear about false shepherds, but second of all, we hear about true shepherds. And, and true shepherds lead and guide the church as they are led by the good shepherd. And the good shepherd is Jesus. Jesus tells us in verse 2 that true shepherds come through the door, come by way of Him. But he who enters, the door by, who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. True shepherds of the church come through Jesus. They come through the door because God calls them. And they understand that there is no other way to God but through Christ. This week I was watching a short video, woke preacher clips. They can be quite humorous, but this one was quite sad because a man was saying that, that, that the gospel is not truth. That Western society has imposed its truth on the gospel. That the gospel contains truth, but in and of itself it is not truth. Now you might hear that and say, well, what's wrong with that? Well... That is neo-orthodoxy. Karl Barth once taught that, that the Word of God contains truth, but it's not true unless that truth applies to you. And so very dangerous teaching by, by that false shepherd. But, but true shepherds of Christ, we understand 
that the gospel is truth. We are to proclaim it. And we, have, we, we know that because the gospel is real to us because we once heard it. And, and we were brought to faith in Christ by God's Holy Spirit. And so the true shepherds of, of Christ's church are, are those who enter the ministry with a single eye to Christ. Those who desire to glorify Christ. Those who do all things in the strength of Christ. Those who preach the doctrine of Christ and walk in the steps of Christ. And labor to bring men and women to Christ. And so true, true shepherds come by way of the door. But then true shepherds lead the sheep. They lead the sheep the good shepherd has entrusted to the care. Verse 3, to him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. If a shepherd leads, and the sheep will follow. They hear that voice. They recognize that voice. They know that is the one who has taken good care of them. And they would be foolish to walk away. They will follow, for they know the voice of the shepherd. And you wonder, how, how did the shepherds separate all of the sheep that were left to the port? If they had brought them into that sheep gate and, and they all went in, they left them under the, the charge of one man and they all went to their homes and, and they rested for the night and they came back the next morning, morning, how did they call their sheep? Simply by calling them and their sheep knew their voice and would come running. The sheep recognize their voice and respond to it. And so true shepherds, as they lead the sheep, the sheep will not follow another's voice. In verses 5 and 6, Jesus says, A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. Sheep will follow the voice of the one they know. They will not follow the voice of the one they do not know. Now Jesus spoke these things and no doubt the Pharisees, as verse 6 tells us, they, they did not understand. What, what is he talk, why is he talking about sheep and shepherds? What, what is the point? Now this reveals something about the Pharisees as they again did not understand Jesus, it shows us that they were not true shepherds of God's people. This is exactly why Jesus has to bring this out to, to, to show them that they, they were not being good shepherds. They were not true shepherds of, of the people that God had placed under their care. And then third and finally, we see that Jesus, the good shepherd, is the only door to life. Now, we do not hear Jesus telling us tonight that he's the good shepherd, but we will hear that next week in verse 11. And we know that he is the good shepherd. Tonight, he tells us that he is the door of the sheep. John Calvin said this. He now explains more clearly what was the chief part of the parable when he declares that he is the door. 
the amount of what is stated that the principal point of all spiritual doctrine, one which souls are fed, consists in Christ. In other words, Jesus is the only door by which sheep enter into the sheepfold. He is is the only door by which man can enter into and become a part of the people of God. Now later he will say something very similar to this in John 14 verse 6. I am the way and the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. And so as people think, what what is that door that leads to heaven? That door is Jesus. There is no other door. Now, as Jesus says, he is the door. What he is not saying is that there are several doors to salvation and that he is but one of them. He's not saying that at all. He is saying that he is that door. There is no other door to enter into the sheepfold than through Christ. And because of that, we are not to think that there are many ways of coming to God. We, as we say a few weeks ago during our, our morning worship, when we saw uh, Elijah uh, confronting the prophets of Baal and Baal that know God, not being able to answer the prophets as they prayed to him, and Elijah praying very simply, and God coming in fire. As we stated last week, we, we are not to give credence to false religions. We are never to say that their so called God is equal with our God. That their so-called prophets are equal with Jesus. We are never to say that there may be more than one way to God. There is but one. And that's what Jesus is saying. That he is the one way by which the sheep enter. In verse 8, he tells us that all who came before him were thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not listen to them. Now Jesus is not condemning all the prophets of the Old Testament or the law. He is condemning all of those false shepherds that he was at this point speaking to. He is condemning all those Jewish teachers who consistently opposed him and refused to recognize that he came from God. He is saying that they are dishonest leaders and they are not to be followed. And so all, the, all who have come into the church professing to be teachers, claiming honor for themselves instead of honor for Christ, honoring anything in preference to Jesus, they are like the Pharisees and they are not true shepherds, but they are thieves and robbers. And so Jesus is that door. He is the door to life. Verse 9, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. How is a sinner saved? By entering the door through Jesus. By coming to Christ. By repenting of his sin and, and believing in Jesus. By understanding Jesus is the only way to God, the Father. He is the only way to heaven. He is the only Lord the only Savior. And when one enters through Christ, he is saved. His sins are forgiven. He is redeemed by the blood of the Lamb of God. Not only that, when one enters the sheepfold through Christ, he will go in and out with perfect freedom. 
He will also be nourished with spiritual food and rest. This morning, as we saw Elijah at the end of his rope, God coming in His grace, giving him what? Food and rest. And that is found for us this evening only through Christ. When one enters the sheepfold by way of Jesus, that person will have eternal life. The end of verse 10, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Who is the they? The sheep. Who are the sheep? Those who believe in Jesus. Those who have been brought in by the door. Now we know that in the church today, we have sheep, but we also have goats. And at the last day, the goats will be separated from the sheep, but the goats will be separated for what? For for destruction. The sheep will receive life forever with their shepherd in heaven. And so we see that to have an abundant life, it comes only to Christ. And what does it mean to have an abundant life? Well, it doesn't mean that you're going to be rich or have everything you want. Uh, R.J. Tasker put it this way. He who does not offer them an extension of physical life nor an increase of material possessions, but the possibility, the certainty of a, of a life, that, a life that lives at a higher level in obedience to God's will and reflecting His glory. That is that abundant life. That Jesus speaks of. And so as we hear this. What application can we make here tonight? Well again. There, there are false shepherds in the church today. There are false shepherds leading the church. Who are not qualified to lead. Now in a sense. No man is, is, is perfectly qualified. We are all, all sinners. Yet those who lead the church have been called by Christ. Those to shepherd the church have been called by Jesus. And there are false shepherds who have not been called by Jesus who are leading the church today. Now how do we know those false shepherds? Well, they they teach false doctrines. They teach doctrines that are not found in the Word of God. They they teach another gospel. They, they, They teach a social Gospel. We think of the many false doctrines in the church today, such as the, the social gospel that is being promoted, a CRT, critical race theory, Marxism, in many evangelical churches are be, is being taught from the pulpit. All of these are false teachings. All of these are to be rejected by the people of God. But there are also false shepherds who who lead the church astray by allowing these doctrines to be taught. There are ruling elders that would allow these doctrines to be taught from the pulpit and never confront the pastor. And so what will happen? Well, false shepherds will destroy the church. They are seeking to steal and to kill and to destroy the sheep. And they will destroy the church unless they are put out of the church. But there are also the true shepherds. And what are the marks of true shepherds in Christ's church? Well, true shepherds of Christ's church do not seek to promote their own interests, but the interests of Jesus. 
We do not, we're not called to promote ourselves. We're called to promote Christ. He is the good shepherd. He is the perfect shepherd. He is the one that all true shepherds in the church will one day give an account to of, of how we shepherded His people. True shepherds of Christ's church seek to promote Jesus and to glorify Him. And they are constantly proclaiming the gospel of Jesus. And yes, the gospel is truth. It's more than containing truth. It is truth. And so as those true shepherds shepherd the church of Jesus Christ, and they are heard by the sheep, the sheep know that they are hearing the good shepherd through the under-shepherd. And so tonight, you're hearing the words of Christ. You're hearing what Jesus says concerning the, the shepherds of His church. And so have you entered the sheepfold by way of Jesus? Again, He is the door. Again, you must enter through Christ and and Christ alone, you, you enter through recognizing the need of the perfect shepherd, your need of, of knowing the, the good shepherd, the perfect shepherd. As he calls you and, and you submit to his voice if he is calling you this evening. You see, there is only one way to life and that is through the door. And Jesus is that door. He is the door of the sheep. And all who enter through Him, they are saved and they are given life eternal and they are given an abundant life and they are nourished by the good food that the Good Shepherd gives to us. Part of that is the Word of God that you have heard tonight. That is good food. Our souls are being nourished here today as we sit under the preaching of of the word as we sit under the preaching of Christ. But tonight, in addition to that, we have other food. And that is the Lord's Supper. You see, this supper is for the sheep. This supper laid out by our good shepherd is for those who hear the voice of Jesus and they recognize it. And they know that He is that Good Shepherd. He is the door to life. And all others are mere pretenders. They are false shepherds that lead to death. And so if you have heard the voice of the Good Shepherd and you have responded in faith and repentance to that voice of Jesus calling you, then the table tonight is for you. It is for you to come and sit at the table of Jesus and enjoy this meal with the Good Shepherd. But you see, this meal tonight is merely a foretaste of what awaits us. Every time we partake of the Lord's Supper, we should think of that great wedding banquet that will take place at the last day. When Jesus comes in His glory, His bride the church is presented to Jesus, her husband, perfect without, without any, any spot or wrinkle. Presented to the, to the husband, Jesus. And we will enjoy that wedding banquet. We will enjoy the, the best of food and, and drink. And not only just for a season, but forever. 
as we see our Lord face to face and we commune with Him for all eternity. And so do you know the Good Shepherd tonight? If not, then turn from your sin and come to Christ. Understand again, He is the only way. And as you come to Him, you will be saved. You will go in and out and you will find pasture and you will have life. And you will have it abundantly. And so come to Christ in faith. Come trusting solely in Jesus. And as we come to the table this evening, may we come giving God all the praise and the glory because we heard the voice of the Good Shepherd and we responded in faith, not because we could in of ourselves, but because God gave us ears to hear, eyes to see, hearts to understand and believe in Christ. May God add His blessing to the reading, hearing, and preaching of His Word. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank You this evening for Your Word and that we can be reminded tonight of the Good Shepherd, of Christ, who is the only door to You. And Father, I pray here this evening that if there are any here that they have not yet entered in through that door, O Lord, that by Your grace they would enter tonight. They would come to Christ. They would see their sin and their need of Jesus as Lord and Savior. They would enter that door and be saved and have life and have it abundantly. And oh God, we thank You here this evening for many of us who, who have that life through Jesus because of You. Because You showed us. You revealed to us Your Word and You saved us. And so as we come to your table tonight, we ask and pray, O oh Lord, that we would come in a worthy manner and it would be a means of grace to us. We would come and, and feast with our Lord. Looking forward to that day when we will feast with Him for all eternity. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.